Our first president, George Washington, said, It is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. John Adams, our second president, told King George during the Revolutionary War, We recognize no sovereign but God, and no king but Jesus. President Ronald Reagan said, If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If you love America and believe in God of the Bible, then you've landed at the right place. Welcome home to a God-fearing, red, white, and blue USA Proud podcast. This is America Resurrected with your host, Kevin Alexander. Hello, it's Kevin Alexander at America Resurrected. Thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you. We got I got a great show for you today. Some things I've learned recently that would just blow your mind. It blew my mind. And it just reminded me of how great this country is, how great the people that came before us were, how much they believed in freedom, how much they wanted liberty, and how bold they were, and they were willing to give their life for freedom, liberty, and a new nation. You're listening to Kevin Alexander at America Resurrected. We're a God-fearing group of people. We're Bible-believing group of people in America Resurrected. We're red, white, and blue flag-waving people at America Resurrected. We're patriotic people at America Resurrected. We believe in liberty. We believe in freedom. We believe in we the people. We believe in we the church. Freedom and liberty... Those are characteristics that come from the Bible. It's not, it's not biblical to be living in bondage. That's why Jesus wants you to be born again and to get saved and repent of your sins. Because when you live in sin, and I live in sin, we're living in bondage. We're living in bondage to sin. And you carry that around with you. And Jesus says, I will free you. I came to save those which are lost. And he died on the cross for your sins and my sins. See, the story of America and the story of personal salvation are very similar. And that's why the founding fathers, who most of them were Christians, 52 of the 56 signers of the declarations, strong, stout, born-again Christians. And the ones that weren't, that we're told, like Jefferson and Franklin, uh, they're more conservative than the Christians today. There's proof of that if you go back and listen to what they say and study what they say and what they wrote, and more importantly, what they did. See, the colonies, when they were fighting for their freedom from England, were under bondage to England. E- England was over here in the colonies, governing all the colonies, and they was letting the American people have their life But England was running everything. England was taxing everything. England was making all the rules. Hell to the king of England, everybody. The king says to do it, so this is what we got to do. And finally, the second president of the United States during the revolution, John Adams, stood up and he said, we serve no king but King Jesus. Can I get an amen right there? You and I in 2020... We need to respect people. We need to love people. We need to obey laws. We need to be uh, orderly citizens. 
But we also, above all, need to understand this. We serve no king but King Jesus. The governor is not a king. The president is not a king. Congress is not a king. But what's going on today in America is very similar to what was happening during the revolution. What's happening today in America, you have a group of people in Congress. And I granted, there's some on both sides. Okay, we're we're common sense truth tellers at America Resurrected. There's no political correctness at America Resurrected. When we meet in person, one of the first things I always mention, especially to the new folks that come, is political correctness was left outside the door. Political correctness is a lie from the devil that is destroying, it is destroying, it is destroying the foundations of the United States of America. I got proof of that as well. But what we're having today, we got a group of people in Congress. While some of them are on both sides, a lot of them are on the Democrat side. If that ever changes in the future, we'll be the first to tell you. We'll be the first to preach against it. We'll be the first to speak against it. But right now, we got to live in the day we live in. We deal with what is, not what if. Right now, it's the Democrat Party. It's the liberals of the Democrat Party who are trying to hijack our nation. And what they want you to think and what they want me to think is that they know what's best for us. That's hogwash. That's baloney. We the people, we the people of the United States of America knows what's best for us. We can make our own decisions. But what Congress wants you to think is you can't make it without us. We got to have this stimulus package. We got to have this program. We got to have this. We got to have your, we got to take care of your health care. We got to take care of your education. We got to take care of your retirement. We got to take care of everything you do because you poor little Americans just aren't quite smart enough to make your own decisions. That's a bunch of hogwash, my friend. And we at America Resurrected are rebelling against that. We at America Resurrected are standing against that. And we at America Resurrected believe that we, the people who rose up in 2016 are rising up again and the church leads that the church has to lead that charge because the church people are the people that know the truth the eternal truth don't ever forget proverbs 29 2 when the people rejoice when the righteous rule the people rejoice when the righteous rule the people rejoice it's your job It's my job. People that are listening to this podcast, it's our job to make sure the righteous rule and the people will rejoice. What's happening today is Congress is trying to oppress us. The the government, big government's trying to tell us, "You you just stay quiet there in your little home. We'll send you a little check. We'll send you some crumbs, as Nancy Pelosi called it at one point, and, and, and we'll make all the decisions for you. No, they're serving their interests, not ours, or we the people. But that ain't nothing new. The difference is right now in today's world, we don't have enough people standing against it. We don't have enough bold people who are willing to stand up and say, no, 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 you're not going to do that to we the people. Back during the Revolutionary War, I've been watching a series called Sons of Liberty. If you've never seen it, you need to get it. Uh, Anytime I watch something, I like to go back and fact check it and make sure it's accurate. And what I can tell, what I can tell through my research and other people in America Resurrected have researched it as well, that this thing is fairly accurate. 
It's almost dead on. What was happening back before we declared our independence is England was running the colonies and they were carrying out the king of England's rules and regulations and wishes. And they were telling the colonists, as long as you do what we say to do, as long as you live how we tell you to live, we won't have any problem and everything will be fine. Well, that's all fine and dandy if you like to live in bondage. But I can tell you, I've lived, good gosh, I'm getting excited. I can tell you something, my friend. I've lived without Jesus and I've lived with Jesus. And there's a whole lot more peace living with Jesus than living without Jesus. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. You think back to those days you lived without Jesus. You think about the bondage you lived in. You think about the sin you carried around. You think about retracing all your past steps where you did something wrong or went somewhere you shouldn't have gone or said something you shouldn't have said. Honey, we've all been there. But then you turn to Jesus and you get freedom and liberty. And he said, cast all your cares on me. He said, I remember your sins no more. I forget them as far as the east from the west. You're going to stand before Jesus one day if you're saved and born again in the judgment seat of Christ. And you, you could sit there and say, well, Jesus, what about when I did this when I was 13 years old? What about when I did this when I was 26 years old? And he would look at you and say, I remember it no more. I've washed you clean as snow. See, you can live like the colonies lived. You can live like we live today where big government wants to make all your decisions for you and tell you what's best and what's not, not best. Oh, you can live. You may even get to eat. They may even be nice enough to give you a cell phone and give you a little mattress to lay your head down on. But you're living in bondage under big government. See, that was fine for some of the colonists. They didn't mind because they didn't want to fight. They didn't want to stand against England. England of the day was the biggest army, the best army, the best trained army. They had the best weapons. They had the most people. They had the pretty uniforms. They had everything you need to be to be a world power. And then you had these little colonies, rag, raggy clothes, shooting with water guns and BB guns and throwing rocks. They had no army. So it's very easy just to stay in oppression to the government of Britain at the time. But there was a few men. The Bible, glory to God, the Bible says there's always going to be a remnant. No matter what the devil tries to do, no matter what the liberal politicians try to do, there's always going to be a small group of people. Whew, and that's what we are at America Resurrected. There's always going to be a small group of people who say, not on my dime, not on my watch. We're going to fight. Give me liberty or give me death, is the way Patrick Henry put it. And we're going to trust that this God of the Bible, we're going to pray to this God of the Bible, would redeem us and free us from this bondage we're living in. See, many of the colonists didn't mind living in bondage. But there was a few that did. And one of those gentlemen was named Samuel Adams. You may have heard of Samuel Adams. He was John Adams' cousin. And Samuel Adams was one of the great sons of liberty. He was one of the great founding fathers. Samuel Adams didn't want to live under bondage to Britain. Samuel Adams didn't want to live under the rule of Britain. 
Samuel Adams wanted freedom and liberty, and many thought he was a rebel of his day. And then there was another man, many of you know the man, uh, that signed his name real big on the Declaration of Independence. Think for a second, see if you can think of his name. There's an insurance company named after him. He wanted to know the king could see his signature when he signed the Declaration of Independence. You listen to Kevin Alexander at America Resurrected. Follow us and like us on our Facebook page at America Resurrected. Share it with your friends. There's a movement starting all over this country. Pockets here, pockets there. America Resurrected's a pocket. Well, we're trying to have an influence on people to bring God back to America, to go vote these ungodly people out of office. Kevin Alexander, America Resurrected. Like us on our Facebook page at America Resurrected. So did you think of the guy's name? Who signed his name so big that he said, I want the king to know my signatures on this Declaration of Independence? That's right, my friend. John Hancock. So as a child growing up and as a teenager and as a young adult, I always thought, boy, if he signed his name that big on the Declaration of Independence, he must have been one of the leaders. He must have been one of the guys out front. He must have been one of the guys leading the charge. Wasn't so, my friend. As Samuel Adams was getting stirred up and fired up and sick and tired of living under the bondage of England, there were some people like John Hancock who were getting rich who grew up rich, and everything was still going fine. Even though Britain was in, in control of things, John Hancock was still making his money. So he's over here not really fighting and involved in the revolution mindset of we got to get our freedom because he was getting rich. Does that remind you of some people in Washington today? They're not real worried like you and I are. They're not struggling like the average American because they're getting fat on their crooked deals, whether it be with China or lobbyists or whoever they're making them with. Most politicians come out of Washington a lot richer than they went in. Do know this. Do your research. Donald Trump has lost money on his personal net worth since he's gone to Washington. So he's not there for his personal gain. He's there to fight for our freedom, our liberty, and to make America great again. So the colonists started making some headway. Word got back to England that the colonists had won a few battles, and, and, and the King of England didn't like that. So the King of England sent over a new uh, general to lead the army. The old one got booted out. He got fired. He got sent back to England because he wasn't performing. So the king sent over a man who was going to take charge and put an end to this colony revolution. He came over and he was he was the big wig. He was the hot he was a hot shot. And he was going to be the man to put Britain back in control of all the colonies. John Hancock's still doing fine. John Hancock's still making his money. John Hancock's still rolling in the dough on one side. And on the other side, Samuel Adams is stirring people up. And he's firing people up. And he's saying, we got to fight Britain. And Hancock says, hold on, man. What's the big deal? See, Hancock was making his money, so he wasn't worried about it. Until Hancock goes home one day. And that new general that England had sent over was sitting in Hancock's house. 
And he said, he told Hancock, this is your house no more. The, the Britain, the British army had gone into John Hancock's house and taken it over. And Hancock had a really nice house. He had one of those big houses that was beautiful. And the British took it over. And they said, we will continue to take things over until you colonists start to obey what we tell you to do and start to obey what the king demands you to do. Don't ever forget what the second president of the United States said, John Adams, when he told Britain, we serve no king but King Jesus. That's for you and I at America Resurrected. We serve no king but King Jesus. We understand fully when we die or the rapture happens and we're at the judgment seat of Christ with all the other Bible-believing Christians who have repented of their sins and accepted Jesus Christ. I will only stand before Jesus and answer to Jesus. I won't answer to you. You won't answer to me. I won't answer to a pastor. You won't answer to a pastor. You won't answer to a deacon. I won't answer to a deacon. You won't answer to a denomination. I won't answer to a denomination. We will stand before Jesus Christ alone. And John Adams knew that. That's why he said, we serve no king but King Jesus. So the the British army came in and took John Hancock's house. Now you got to understand up to this point, Hancock was not involved in the revolution. He wanted no part of it because he was rolling in the dough. Once they take his house, Hancock goes to Samuel Adams. You you know the radical guy? The, quote, crazy guy that's stirring things up? Yeah, that guy. Hancock goes to him and says, Mr. Adams, I'm in. What do we need to do? Boy, I saw that when I was watching that on television. I about went through the roof. I about went and got my gun. And I about said, let's go, boys. Let's get a group together. I'm in. What do we got to do? But see, he wasn't in until it affected him. But boy, when Hancock got in, he got in. And long story short, that crazy man, that man that was stirring up the revolution, that man that people thought had lost his mind, Samuel Adams, when it was all said and done, I'm telling you, my friend, the people were behind Samuel Adams as he led the way. Washington came in later and and got with Adams, George Washington, and he went and led the last charge of the revolution and went on to become our first president. Hey, if the average American thinks you're crazy and, and, and lost it a little bit, you, let me give you some confidence and comfort today. You may be doing exactly what Jesus wants you to be doing. They thought Jesus was a little crazy too, didn't they? They sure did. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like me. Jesus Christ is the Savior of the whole world, and not everybody liked him. And when, when, when John Hancock said, I'm in, what do we got to do? That's a biblical principle from Genesis 26 where it talked about Abraham digging the wells. And then after Abraham died, the Philistines came in and the Bible says they filled those wells with the earth. All of the good that Abraham and his servants did, the ungodly people came and filled it up. And the Bible says it told Isaac, it's time to dig again. I'm going to leave you with this thought, my friend. It's time for you and I to dig again. Samuel Adams, John Adams, Patrick Henry, John Hancock, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, all of the great founding fathers we have, they dug the wells. 
They dug the wells of freedom. They dug the wells of liberty. They dug the wells of the government wouldn't oppress the people. They dug the wells of called we, the people of the United States of America. And what's happened, just like the Philistines covered up the wells that Abraham dug, the ungodly liberal people of the United States of America have covered up the wells that previous generations dug. I'm telling you, America Resurrected is trying to lead a charge. It's time for you and I to dig the well again. It's time for you and I to dig the well of liberty, to dig the well of freedom, to dig the well of we the people. It's time for us to get big government off our back. It's time for us to get our freedom back. It's time for us to get ungodly sinful laws like abortion and homosexual marriage. It's time for us to pray to God to forgive us of our sins of ever letting that happen. And while that went, while that truck was going down the road, we Christians stood on the side of the road saying, well, we didn't vote for it. So it wasn't us. We can't Pontius Pilate this thing. We can't wash our hands of it. It was happening on our watch. It happened on our dime. It happened while we knew it was happening. And we stood around and did very little about it. But the God of grace and mercy going to give us another chance. We got another chance. It's time to dig the well again. It's time to dig the well that the liberals and the ungodly people have covered up. I'm in. What do we got to do? I ask you today, my friend, are you in? You've been listening to America Resurrected with Kevin Alexander. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your support. Share the podcast with a friend. At America Resurrected, we'll promise you this. It may not always be popular, but to the best of our ability, it's going to be the truth. It may not always be politically correct. But to the best of our ability, we're going to honor God and fight for our nation. Thank you for joining us at America Resurrected. Like us on our Facebook page. Share with your friends. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Please, join America Resurrected in praying America will return to its Christian heritage and become a God-fearing nation again. God bless you, and God bless America.